am so excited to share today's episode with you. I'm going to be speaking to Jennifer Becky, a longtime CrossFit Function member. Both her, her family, her husband, her kids, the entire family is a member here at CrossFit Function, which is an incredible side story in and of its, itself. But that is not the thing that we're going to be talking about today. She's going to tell us about how her world was turned upside down in 2020 at the brink of the lockdowns and how she took control of that situation got herself to a position where she was ready to take her fitness and her health to greater steps and found CrossFit Function at that point. She's going to walk us through a journey. And most importantly, she's going to share some of the wins and the tidbits that she's been actually able to take away and implement in other areas of her life to bring everything together full circle. Her starting with us at CrossFit Function was just the catalyst and her growth over the past year plus with us has been phenomenal. I've been looking forward to this client interview for so long, and I am so excited to dig into this conversation with Jennifer Becky today. So hop on, turn your volume up, and let's get going. All right, Jen, I am so pumped to welcome you to the 1% Better podcast. This is your first time being on the show, right? Yes. Oh, are you excited? Are you as Very. excited as I am? Yes. <laughs> Long time listener. And now you actually get to be a speaker. That's exciting. Very exciting. Thanks for having me. Oh, cool. Um, so today I thought it would be super exciting if we could just maybe dig in to kind of like your story, what brought you to CrossFit Function, your journey through it all, and just maybe share some of the wins and the lessons and the things that you've picked up along the way. How does that sound? Sounds great. Cool. Well, let's start off with the obvious one. Like where, where did you start? Like, where did you, what was going on when you were kind of coming to the conclusion that things needed to change? What did that look like? Um, in 2020, at the beginning of the year, I received a diagnosis, diagnosis of pre-diabetic and that was kind of a big catalyst for me, a big reality check that something needed to change. And then, yeah, when the world shut down, it gave me the opportunity to have the time I needed to really get into things. So, oh my gosh, there's two really good pieces of gold there. Tell me, tell me a little bit about what that felt like to get that diagnosis. Uh, it was pretty scary, actually. I, you know, I knew my health wasn't the greatest, but I also didn't think it was that bad. And so, yeah, it was scary. And I also struggled really bad with anxiety. So that amped up the fear. And yeah, it was hard. What do you think? What do you think about the way your life or maybe some of the decisions or the, the things you were doing in your real life at that given time were contributing to that? Like paint us a picture. Um, I think like everyone else, I just was kind of on autopilot getting by, you know, getting the kids to their stuff, doing my working all the time. Um, not really working towards anything just kind of getting through every day and so then stress was high sleep was 
basically non-existent self-care, non-existent diet was terrible, very sporadic exercise and a really big all or nothing attitude of like, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to eat healthy, I need to do it 24 seven. If I'm going to exercise, I need to do it every day or it's not good enough. Do you think that that's a common story that we all get caught in? Oh, a hundred percent because society makes us feel like if we're not perfect, there's no point in trying, right? Or you put it out there to people that you're, you know, you started exercising and if you fall off one time, you get all these negative comments and stuff. So you really need to put it internally to get that internal satisfaction for yourself rather than relying on the outside comments because they really derail you when you don't get it a hundred percent right all the time. I completely agree. Like even myself, I'm guilty of getting caught in that cycle too. And I think just, you know, being 15 years in the fitness industry, that's probably one of the most common, common attitudes that comes across when we first speak to people is that all or nothing. Like it's tough. Hey. Yeah. It's a real, a real big one for so many aspects of life that I think like breeds hopelessness in people. Ooh, yeah. Those are, that's that I couldn't put it any better way. Absolutely. What, what sorts of things had you tried in the past to try and pull yourself out of that? Oh, like, you know, you fall into all these diet traps, like no sugar, no carbs, no, I don't know what else I even tried, but like, you just want to do it perfectly. Right. And then you don't have really any actual knowledge of how your body works or what fuels you, like how important protein is. Does anyone teach you that? Does any of this, you know, any of these diet cultures teach you how important protein is to fill you up? No, they make you think that you need to eat vegetables 24 seven. And I don't know about you, but I'm starving when all I eat is vegetables. So then you just fail. Right. And you feel like it's nothing can ever work because it doesn't set you up for success. So when 2020 came around and the world was shutting down and you get this diagnosis of, you know, being pre-diabetic and all of a sudden your world just kind of gets shook up, right? Like, am I out to lunch and kind of thinking that that's how you felt? No, that's definitely bang on. So while, and having been there myself, you know, especially having to lead a tribe of people through those next three months that what was going to ensue, there definitely was two types of people. Like it was very divisionary. It was those who took advantage of the situation, much like you're talking about. And those who kind of fell, who like succumbed to what was going on and maybe went down some not so great paths. So why did you see this as an opportunity to capitalize? Like, what was it about that situation that put you on that division of the fence? Well, actually, so I got laid off, which left me with a ton of extra time. I mean, as much as you can have with three kids, but um, extra time. And actually, my grandma passed away and I spent a ton of time with her. So those two things freed up so much of my time. And then I was just kind of, stuck at home and you couldn't 
distract yourself with all these other things. And then all of the crap just came to the forefront. Right. And it's like, oh, I guess I should probably deal with this now because I have the time and there's nothing to block it out. So probably time. So how did you start? Because we didn't, we didn't meet each other back then. So what were some of the steps that you had taken to sort of build yourself some momentum? I started with therapy actually. Okay. I thought like I needed to get, cause I knew I was a stress eater and I tried all the diets and all the stuff like that. And I thought I needed to get to the root of the problem. So yeah, I started with therapy, which like everything else, you want to be a quick fix, right? I thought, oh, a couple of sessions and we'll just chit chat about everything and I'll be good. <laughs> and then you realize just like going to the gym, right? Like it's something that you're going to need for the rest of your life to maintain where you're at, not just something you do once or twice and all your problems magically go away. Okay. How did you find fitness in all of this? Um, I just, I guess, gradually progressed. I went through a bunch of the processing with the therapy and like, and then working on um, nutrition a little bit in that with just like how it affects your hormones and, and all that stuff. And then just sort of as a a next step, I guess I got to the point where I was like, Hey, I feel like, you know, this is at a pretty good spot. I'm ready to move to the next level. And it just kind of worked out at the right time. I guess when things are right time, right place, they just kind of click. Yeah. I always say that, you know, people will start like they have to bring themselves there, you know? you can't want it more for someone else or something like that. Like people have to be ready for it on their own. So it sounds like that's sort of what that time period was doing for you was like getting you to a point where you could receive that or take that next step in your life. So how did that bring you? Like, how did you find CrossFit function in that? Um, well, two of my really good friends were members of CrossFit function already. And we came to bring your friend night with them and I was hooked right away it was like I love the workouts they're just the best part of the workouts is they're never the same right I get so bored doing the same thing it's just keeps me engaged all the time and so even after one workout I knew I loved it because it was just fun and exciting and yeah what did your friends have to say to you to get you there that night? <laughs> oh uh, this is actually a funny story. <laughs> um, Keith had texted me and asked if we wanted to come for the bring your friends night. And I don't even remember what he said, but his, his line at the end was, how's that for a, do you want to drink the Kool-Aid speech? And... <laughs> So yeah, that was, I don't know. I guess it was just the right, it just came at the right time that it didn't take a whole lot to get me to want to give it a shot. 
That's kind of my next question. Were there any barriers that existed for you, maybe even before you stepped foot in the door or shortly thereafter about like making your actual commitment? Yeah, like the biggest barrier for me probably is the distance because like it's, you know, 45, 50 minutes for us to get to the gym from our house and then fitting it into a busy schedule with three kids. And at the time, Todd was working away. So I was at home with the kids by myself. Um, But it's, I don't know, one of the biggest lessons I guess I've learned in the last few years is just if it's important, you got to make time for it. It just can't be a question. I love that because the time thing is probably the biggest reason people will cite, like not even time, the kids thing. Right. Yeah. And I always say it's like, like, and I'm not going to pretend that I don't understand what it's like to have kids. Like, absolutely. It's not a world that I live with small kids, but with that being said, I also don't think you should have to wait until 18 years for these kids to leave your house or even longer. If you have multiple kids for you to finally decide that it's time to look after yourself. You know, like a lot could go downhill in that 18 years, especially like when you take your story as a consideration, somebody who is diagnosed with pre-diabetic, like (laughs) so much could change in 18 years if you had not taken that step for yourself and waited for the kids to be done their thing, you know? So how did you overcome the busyness of kids' schedules? And on top of that, living 45 minutes away, like How did you, what were your actionable steps to make that be a success? Uh, Well, I definitely used the kids' activities to my advantage. And so when the kids have stuff in the city, I make that my time to get to the gym for sure. Like I, that's just not an option for me anymore. If I'm in the city with the kids for stuff, then I'm going to the gym as well. And yeah, just... I don't know, like you can't really, it. you just do it, right? There's no excuses, I guess. You just get to a point where it's like, this is part of what I do now. But it's real hard. Yeah, like, and I a, think, no, keep going, keep going. Well, as a parent, society makes us feel like we sh- are selfish to take that time or, you know, whatever the fill in the blank, right? Um of all these negative things, if we take time for ourselves, even if it is working on our health so that we can be better examples and better, healthier versions of ourselves for our kids, it makes us feel like somehow we magically should just be healthy and be able to do all this stuff with our kids, even though that's just not even reality. Yeah. It it doesn't actually work out that way. (laughs) All right. So you make this commitment. You're like, all right, I'm in. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit what it looked like for you to get started. So your actual like progression through becoming a member of CrossFit Function, what did that look like for you? It was hard at first. Like it's a, you know, you're kind of starting from scratch and it's intimidating but it's incredible how the coaches and everyone having the support of everyone can just carry you through, you know, being the newbie starting 
from scratch and learning what you're capable of and and pushing yourself to get better right like you don't do it's not the same at home by yourself you would never push yourself to a safe limit to see the things that you're capable of without a coach leading you and without the other members cheering you on it's just not the same at home not at all not ever and as somebody who worked out by themselves for freaking eight years while I was training for the games like it sucks and you will never get the same amount of intensity as when you're standing next to somebody or even when you have somebody there just to hold you accountable to be doing whatever it is that you need to be doing oh my god do I resonate with what you just said (laughs) um do you so do you think that it was valuable for you to start off in that one-on-one type of atmosphere with the coach yeah I really loved the um foundation classes it was it is good because you know you have them focusing on you to make sure you don't get hurt and making sure you learn properly out the gate and yeah just that extra cheerleader for you right like (laughs) you can do it you know it's yeah it is really good to start out like that for sure and then you went into the group classes yeah yes give me the highlight of being in the group classes what's your favorite thing I absolutely love the group classes like everyone's always joking around and laughing and having fun and cheering each other on the fist bumps at the end always just I don't know just makes you feel like you're a part of something it's like a great connection you know that's what we're we're wired as humans to connect with other people and just feels good to have that yeah. It's like a team thing without actually being like on a team, you know, totally. people, I love it because people who never played sports as a kid, they never got to experience that. And it may not necessarily be something that they wanted to experience. And that's totally fine. But now they get into an environment like this and they're, they actually get to experience that, that like the togetherness where you're all suffering over and for the same thing striving to the same thing, you know, albeit we all have our own story that we're building, but this like shared collective at the end is all just united through a couple of fist bumps. You know, this like collective understanding that when I make eye contact with you and you with me, we're both thinking the exact same thing, just how crazy that was, but we freaking love it. You know, I love that too. And it doesn't matter if you lifted the PVC or you just got a PR with a 300 pound barbell like you're everybody's excited for you because you're working towards something right doesn't yeah great okay so if your story started out you know kind of on like health concerns what sort of changes did you notice along the way and what has been some of the biggest results or wins that you've seen now now that like you're a year plus into this journey well I think my favorite takeaway is just like learning to enjoy the journey because it's not about getting somewhere it's about a lifelong process of growth and maintaining your health and 
so you may as well enjoy it along the way, right? Like you're not going to go to the gym three times and magically be healthy. And you're not going to go to therapy three times and magically have great mental health things you need to maintain for the rest of your life. And you can continuously grow, but you can also enjoy the process. And I think learning, or I don't know, really internalizing the fact that it is about the process really is what allowed me to start enjoying the daily stuff and not just waiting for the goal. Was there anything or anyone along the way that helped you learn that lesson? Yeah, definitely my therapist, actually. I would recommend <laughs> therapy to anyone. It, And I mean, you got to find the right person, right? But she clicked with me so well. And she gave me so many tools that I never had before in my life. And just learning to love yourself and be like have self-compassion and be self-aware and those kind of things allow you to make the progress that you need to get to that place where you can slow down and enjoy the journey rather than just aim for the goals. I love it. I was going to ask you like some lessons to take away from both in the gym and out of the gym, but I think that one kind of like all encompasses it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Okay. Give me your biggest bright spot. Something, maybe something you've achieved along the way through your, your time with us at CFF. What's something cool, mm -hmm. something really exciting, something, something maybe just like totally pulled you off your feet. You couldn't believe. Oh, definitely participating in the open. That was, oh. that was for me. Why? Um, cause it was fun for starters. And second of all, I didn't even realize until the end how much improvement I had physically, which was huge for me. Like I did full burpees during the workout and I just did it. And then after I was like, holy crap, I never done that before. Those wins are like some of my favorite ones. You know, people, some people would be like, oh, I lifted 200 pounds or I did this or that. And I'm like, you got off the ground after you laid down all the way and were able to push yourself up and like stand up and jump up. Like that is incredible. Something as like so seemingly overlooked can be such a big deal to someone, man. I want to celebrate the heck out of that. That's so exciting. Um, for those of you that are listening that don't actually know what the open is, that's totally cool. The open is something we host in February and March. It's a three week sort of like internal competition. It's not really a competition. It's just three workouts. We all complete as a whole gym together, doing some things that, you know, you might not forcibly put yourself in that position during a regular workout, but you got you on this Sunday morning. So it's a ton of fun. And it's like one of our major events that we host all year long. We look forward to it every year. I'm so glad that you had such a great experience. Are you going to do it next year? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, some of my favorite questions to ask some of our clients on these, these podcast episodes, give me a biggest lesson that you've learned from your time in the gym for yourself. How important it is to have something for yourself. Oh, that is powerful. What about a lesson you could share with other people in the gym? Something that you've learned along the way. How important it is to love yourself and learn to genuinely love yourself and rid of all the 
family and community and society junk and just authentically be yourself and be okay with that it feels like when you live like that there's no limits you you get rid of all these self-limiting beliefs and you can just conquer anything do you think that your time in the gym has helped you become more confident to step into those shoes a hundred percent because the coaches are there pushing me to do things that I would never try to do and I'm doing them and I just wouldn't have even tried to do them because I thought I couldn't and then one of my favorite things that everyone at CrossFit Function always says is you can do hard things and I say that to my kids now all the time because if you hear it enough, if that's the internal voice you have, you're just going to do hard things because you think you can do it. And even if you fail, you at least tried. That's what the lion flag stands for in the gym on the wall. You can do hard things. That's why there's a lion right behind me. You guys can't see it that are listening to this right now, but there's a big lion on my wall. That's what it stands for. You can do hard things. I didn't know that. I love that. There you go. Okay. Let's, let's go one step further. So there's somebody sitting on the fence about taking this step on their health and fitness journey and joining the gym. What would, what piece of advice or what lesson would you tell them that would help them take that next step? Don't wait for what you think will be the perfect time because There'll never be a perfect time. Just do it. And again, another CrossFit function thing that I love is it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be 1% better. Just any steps in the right direction are steps in the right direction. Get through the door and we'll do the rest. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. If you're one of those people sitting on the fence right now, listening to this, I want you to pick up your phone. I want you to go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I want you to click on the gym's name, CrossFit function, send me a message. And in that message, I want you to type challenge and I'm going to hit you back with a 30 day fitness challenge for beginners, something to do exactly just that, get you started and moving in the right direction. Take the first couple of steps because at the end of the day, I just want to see you all win. And if that gets you started on whatever type of fitness journey or health path and just gets you moving in the right direction, Hey man, we're all making progress. So that's what I want. Hit that DM, send the word challenge to me. And then don't forget, you can always go to getfityorkton.com, which is our free Facebook group. And in there, there is a ton of information being dropped every single day. Uh, again, more stuff that has just helped to design or has helped designed to get you moving in the right direction. All right, Jen, hit us with a home run here. The biggest takeaway, the thing you are the most proud of, something you're going to continue doing or something you have yet to accomplish in the gym or with your health and your fitness journey, what is it? What's your biggest takeaway? Those small things every day and how important they are. Whatever it is for myself or you or whatever your small things are every day, but those small habits 
add up to big progress over time. And that is definitely my biggest takeaway. Just keep moving forward. Oh, I love it. This is everybody. This is Jen Becky hanging out with me today on the 1% better podcast. If you loved her story and I mean, I Jen, I love your story. Your story is one I've heard, you know, many times throughout the last 15 years, but they get better and better and always exciting to watch people play them out and hit those home runs at the end. If you're one of those that's going through something similar, or if you just enjoyed listening to what we talked about today, do three things for me. Screenshot this podcast episode, tag me. You can tag Jen Becky if you want to and share your kind words back at her, right? Would that be okay, Jen? Thank you. And then I want you to share this episode with either a family or a friend of yours that you think could help them take the steps in the right direction. All right. Thanks for joining me today, Jen. I appreciate your time, your story, your wisdom, your lessons, all of it. Enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Taryn.